فما Whatever thing you have been given, then it is enjoyment of the worldly life. Meaning, the things of this world do not go with you in the hereafter. These are things that you enjoy temporarily in this dunya. And realize the reality of these things. And do not compromise akhirah because of these things. Because remember that وَمَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ خَيْرٌ وَأَبْقَى That which is with Allah, meaning the reward in the hereafter, it is much better in terms of worth, in terms of quality, in terms of quantity compared to what is in the dunya. And it is also أَبْقَى أَبْقَى from the root letter is بَقَافِيَ بَقَى بَقَى is to remain and أَبْقَى is that which remains or lasts more than something else. So abqa more lasting. And what is meant by abqa is eternal. Because the blessings of Jannah, how are they? Eternal. Where the supplies, they never diminish, they never end. So wama indallahi khayrun wa abqa. But this is reserved for who? Lilladina amanu wa ala rabbihim yatawakkalun. It is for those who believe and upon their Lord they rely. And then some more qualities are mentioned. And you will see that all of these qualities are related to tawakkul, reliance upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So for example, we see the first thing that's mentioned after tawakkul is that وَالَّذِينَ يَجْتَنِبُونَ كَبَائِرَ الْإِثْمِ وَالْفَوَاحِشِ Those who avoid major sins and also immoralities. Why is it that sometimes we get attracted to sins? Even though they may be major, they may be serious, they may be immoral. But why is it that we we are attracted to them and we think about compromising and we think about indulging in them even a little bit? For the sake of worldly fun. For the sake of worldly pleasure. So then what do you need at that time? Tawakkul on Allah. That I will leave this, I will avoid this wrong because of Allah and I trust that Allah will give me what is better. So even for leaving sins, for avoiding sins, what is necessary? Tawakkul. And then, وَإِذَا مَا غَضِبُوا هُمْ يَغْفِرُونَ The second thing that's mentioned is that when they're angry, they forgive. Why is it that we show anger? Because we want to take revenge. We want to teach the other person a lesson. We think that if we don't vent, then what's going to happen? They'll never learn. And tomorrow they will be more abusive towards us. Or they will disobey us even more. Right? Abuse is something else. But rather, they will disobey us, they will annoy us even more. So I better teach them. But again, you need tawakkul on Allah to control your anger. You need tawakkul on Allah to control your anger. Because you are relying upon Allah that Allah will create ease. Or this person will change eventually. Right? So the thing is that to control your anger, you need patience. And patience means you wait. You wait it out. Right? You're not hasty. And for that, for patience... What do you need? Tawakkul. So this is also related to tawakkul. Then the next thing is, وَالَّذِينَ اسْتَجَابُوا لِرَبِّهِمْ Those who respond to their Lord. Meaning they obey their Lord. When their Lord calls them, commands them, then what do they do? They obey. Because every command of Allah, what is that? It's as if it's a call. And especially in the Qur'an, what do we see? يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا It's a nida, it's a call. Allah calls out to the believers and then He gives them certain commands and prohibitions. So these people, they don't pretend as if they never heard. 
They don't act as if they never knew. No, they respond to the call of Allah. And sometimes the commands of Allah or the prohibitions, they seem difficult. Because they would mean that we have to give up some benefit of this dunya or some level of worldly pleasure. And then again, what do you need to respond to Allah? Tawakkul. That if I obey Allah, I will not suffer. Then وَأَقَامُوا salata They establish the prayer. You see, shaitan is so clever. Sometimes he makes us think that if I will pray, I won't have enough time. I won't have enough to enjoy or I will have to, you know, cut down on my sleep and things like that. Whereas how long does salah really take? How long? Not very long. So even for iqamatu salah, what is necessary? Tawakkul. That yes, I won't die if I get to sleep only five hours tonight. Right? Because at Fajr what happens? 15 minutes more, half an hour more, right? It's impossible to wake up at 5 o'clock. It's impossible to wake up at 4.30. How am I going to survive the whole day? No, tawakkul ala Allah, even for iqamatul salah. Sometimes you're in the middle of a class, and then it's time for maghrib. You have to go pray. And what does that mean? That you have to take time out of your class and go pray. Well, you might have this fear that, what about the lecture notes, and what about this, and what about that? Tawakkul ala Allah. Allah will create a means to suffice you. So, وَأَقَامُوا الصَّلَاةِ وَأَمْرُهُمْ شُورَ بَيْنَهُمْ Even for shura, you need tawakkul ala Allah. Because many times we don't consult other people, because then we think that we have to agree with them. And we trust that our decision is better. No. Tawakkul ala Allah, trust upon Allah, and realize that when you work together as a team, there is khair, there is more barakah. وَمِمَّا رَزَقْنَاهُمْ يُنْفِقُونَ And out of that which we have provided them, they spend. Even for spending, do we need tawakkul? Yes, tawakkul is necessary. And then, وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا أَصَابَهُمُ الْبَغْيُ هُمْ يَنْتَصِرُونَ When they are abused, then what do they do? They defend themselves. They speak up for themselves. They don't continue to accept abuse. They're not content with that abuse. Rather, they defend themselves. And even for that tawakkul is needed. Because you're not relying upon your ability, your strength, your resources, your position, you're relying upon who? Allah. Right? You see, tawakkul is what? That you do what you can do, and Allah will create the results. Allah will bring the results. And sometimes what you can do, is something very, very small, very minimal. But Allah will put barakah in your small effort and He will bring big results. Think about the mother of Musa, alayhi salam. What did she do? She just saved her child, right? She put her baby in the box and put the box in the river. Correct? And then what happened? Musa, alayhi salam, survived. He made it to the house of Fir'aun. And there... He was raised. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted him prophethood and Bani Israel were saved. So you can do is sometimes very, very little. But never underestimate the little you can do to defend yourself. The little you can do to strengthen yourself. The little you can do to protect yourself. Think about Maryam. How she was told to shake the tree. Right? Shake the tree. Now the tree, a palm tree, it's not possible to shake it. Especially by a woman who is in labor. Right? She's giving birth and at that time shaking a tree is impossible for a person to do. But she is told to shake the tree and what happened? Allah created the results. 
Right? So again, وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا أَصَابَهُمُ الْبَغْيُ هُمْ يَنْتَصِرُونَ They defend themselves even with the little that they can do. They don't accept abuse. They don't accept injustice. And by this, they create an atmosphere or a culture of fairness and justice. And then, a warning is given, or rather an explanation is given, that when you are defending yourself, then remember that وَجَزَاءُ سَيِّئَةٍ The recompense of an evil. Evil as in the evil that is done to you. What is the jaza of that evil? The jaza is سَيِّئَةٌ an evil مِثْلُهَا Like it, similar to it. Meaning the evil that is done to you, you do the same to the other when you are taking revenge. Yes, there is the option of forgiveness that we will learn about. However, if a person is taking revenge, then how much revenge should that be? Mithluha. And mithluha how? In kaifiya as well as kamiya. What is kaifiya? Manner. And what is kamiya? Quantity. Faman afa. But then the other option is also given. That whoever pardons. Pardons who? Pardons who? The oppressor or the one who has wronged him. Right? So whoever pardons the oppressor, وَأَصْلَحَ And he makes reconciliation. Because you see, revenge, will it ever lead to friendship? Will it? No. Will it lead to peace? Not always. Right? Revenge will lead to people becoming even more divided. Correct? So then what is necessary? Aslaha. And what is aslaha? Islah. That he mends his relationship with the one who has oppressed him. He mends his relationship with the one who has oppressed him. How? That instead of thinking how to break away further, he thinks about how they can come closer. This friend of mine, she moved to a, a new place. Okay, And what happened? She has a toddler. Okay? And the neighbors, or rather the people who live in the lower floor, happen to be people who do not like any noise. And if you have a toddler in your house, what do you expect? A lot of noise. A lot of running. Correct? So what happened? Some people, they just tolerate it. Right? And other people, they don't accept it and they show it to you that they don't like your child and they don't like you and since you've come, you've made their life very miserable. So this was the kind of treatment that they were constantly receiving from these neighbors. So what happened? It was New Year's. They took some, you know, flowers and chocolates and whatnot and their son, they, you know, he made a card and everything and took it for the neighbors and the neighbors were still not very pleased. But this is islah. Okay? This is afa and aslaha. That you make an attempt to build instead of destroy. To mend instead of breaking away. And this is what leads to greater good. You know, taking revenge. So for example, if the neighbor is yelling and you yell back, right? They're doing something to bother you and you bother them back. Yes, it might satisfy you temporarily. But in the long run, it's not beneficial. Isn't it? In the long run, what is beneficial? Afa wa aslaha. That even from that oppression, he brings about good. Alright? That the other is being unfair, but your focus is on islah, on doing what is right, and so you bring about good from that 
conflict, then this person, فَأَجْرُهُ عَلَى اللَّهِ Then his reward is due on Allah. Meaning Allah will certainly reward him. And why is this mentioned? Because being good to someone when they're being bad to you is much, much harder. Isn't it? Reciprocating is easy. In fact, it's necessary. You feel embarrassed if you don't reciprocate. It's bad. Right? But being good, being nice in return for harshness, that is extremely difficult. So, فَأَجْرُهُ عَلَى اللَّهِ And then a warning is given that إِنَّهُ لَا يُحِبُّ الظَّالِمِينَ Indeed, Allah does not like those who do wrong. So you don't do wrong on the other. Right? And if He's wronging you, you don't worry about you know, punishing him because Allah will deal with him. إِنَّهُ لَا يُحِبُّ الظَّالِمِينَ Allah does not like those who do zulm. Now, what do we see over here? Pardon and islah. That is one way. Right? One manner is that a person takes revenge. And how much is appropriate? Only as much as the evil that was done to a person. The other way is of afu and islah. Of pardon and Reformation of doing what is right, making reconciliation. Alright? And making reconciliation with the other person. What does that mean? That I am going to do better than what you did to me. Isn't it? That is what making reconciliation is about. You yelled at me, I'm not going to yell at you. You slapped me, I'm not going to slap you. Right? You were behaving ignorantly with me, I'm not going to behave in the same way with you. I am going to do something better. I am going to do islah. So remember that islah requires sabr. Doesn't it? Islah requires patience. What is sabr? That you control yourself. That even when you want to yell back, you don't. Even when you want to show harsh behavior, you don't. So islah requires first and foremost from you, patience. And patience, remember, sabr is not weakness. It is greatness. It is strength. Because sabr means you actually conquered yourself. Before you conquered the other, you conquered yourself. You are creating change by changing yourself. So sabr is not weakness at all. It is strength. It is greatness. And remember that sabr is with pardon. Sabr means that you overlook what the other person has done. You ignore it. You pardon them for it. Sabr is to refrain from counteraction, from responding when you can. When you have the ability to respond, but still you don't. You choose not to. So this is why sabr is strength. It is choosing to forgive. That is what sabr is. Remember how the Prophet ﷺ, when he was chased out of the city of Ta'if basically, right? And how was he chased out? In an honorable way? No, it was very, very humiliating. Isn't it so? And he was given the option of taking revenge. Wasn't he? Wasn't he? Didn't the angel of the mountains come to him with Jibreel? Wasn't he asked that if you want, these people can be finished? But what happened? The Prophet ﷺ, he chose forgiveness. He chose to pardon them. For whose sake? For the sake of Allah. So basically... Sabr is about overcoming the hurt that someone caused you. That is what sabr is about. That you overcome the hurt that someone caused you. You're not self-centered. Your focus is not on yourself anymore. It's on what? It's on the greater good. 
If the Prophet ﷺ felt at that time, oh, these people treated me so harshly, they actually threw stones at me. And they sent their children and their slaves and their gangsters behind me to chase me out of the city. This is unacceptable. No way. I do not tolerate this. This is focusing on who? On oneself. Isn't it? Sabr is about overcoming the hurt that you were caused for what? For greater good. So you prefer greater good over personal good. You prefer greater benefit over personal benefit. Now bring this to the house, to the family. What happens? Someone says something very annoying to you. Do you have the option of giving them a piece of your mind? Can you? You can do that. But if you do that, what's going to happen? One person is going to be sitting on one end of the sofa, the other person is going to be sitting on the other end of the sofa. Right? One person is looking that way, and you are looking the other way. Both are eating dinner, watching the same thing, but upset with each other. Right? And then what happens? That anger, that moodiness, it just continues for several days. Is that beneficial? Is that healthy for a family? Is it? No. So then sabr at this time means, yes. Sabr means, what this person did to me was not right. However, however, I am going to respond in a better way. I'm going to overlook the hurt that was caused to me so that our relationship can be healthy. Right? So, فَمَنْ عَفَى وَأَصْلَحَ Bring this to work. Okay? Or to school. Your co-workers, your friends the people that you deal with outside of your house. Somebody says something really annoying to you, hurtful to you, you can respond. But if you respond, what's going to happen? They will respond back, isn't it? And it's going to be a back and forth, and you're going to look like what? What are you going to look like? Imagine two people yelling at each other. Does it look beautiful? Does it look beautiful? It doesn't. So when you're in that moment, you know, getting angry, getting furious because of what somebody said to you and because of what you want to say to them, step out of that situation. Take a deep breath and step out of that situation and think, how do I look at this moment yelling the way I'm yelling? Saying what I'm saying. Do I look like a beautiful, like a decent person? Do I look like that? Or do I look like a miserable individual who's got no life, who's just, you know, pathetic basically? What is it that I look like? How is it that I appear? So what we need to do is step out of that situation and think about greater good as opposed to personal benefit only, satisfying one's ego. So, فَمَنْ عَفَى وَأَصْلَحَ فَأَجْرُهُ عَلَى اللَّهِ وَلَمَنْ And surely... The one who, the person who, intasara, he defended, meaning the one who defends himself, bada after, zulmihi, his zulm, meaning the zulm that was done to him. You see, there are some situations in which sabr is better. Alright? And then there are other situations in which there is abuse. Alright? In which there is abuse. So for example, if somebody hit you, they injured you, Alright? Over there, you have to stand up for yourself. And if somebody comes and tells you that, for instance, somebody in their family has abused me, has been violent with me, then please don't advise them to be patient over there. That would be injustice. 
So, وَلَمَنْ اِنْتَصَرَ بَعْدَ ظُلْمِهِ If someone is defending himself after injustice was done to him, are they doing something wrong? Are they doing something wrong? No, they're not doing something wrong at all. Allah says, فَأُولَٰئِكَ So those, مَا عَلَيْهِمْ There is not against them, مِنْ سَبِيلٍ Any way, any cause, meaning any cause for blame. Meaning they are not guilty at all. They're not guilty at all. So if for instance there is a woman, and in her family or in her house there is a lot of domestic abuse. Alright? So she doesn't take it in the name of sabr, rather she stands up and she seeks help. Is she doing something wrong? Is she doing something wrong? No, she's not doing anything wrong. However, look at the clarification. That innama, indeed only, as sabilu the way, meaning the cause for blame, as in the penalty, is on who? Ala ladina, on those people who, yadlimun an nas, who do zulm on the people. And remember that sometimes, the mazlum can become zalim also. The mazlum, meaning the one who was oppressed, can become the oppressor also. How? How? By? By retaliating more. So for example, a woman is suffering from some form of domestic abuse and she stands up for herself and then divorce and whatnot and then she gets to take a lot of money from the guy, from the man. Alright? More than what her right is. You understand what's happening here? So now she's becoming an oppressor. What happens is that if we are suffering at somebody's hands, we think we can do whatever we want, whatever is within our capacity to inflict greater harm on them. So because of being victims, what happens? We Sometimes we become oppressors. So, إِنَّمَا السَّبِيلُ عَلَى الَّذِينَ يَظْلِمُونَ النَّاسِ The cause for blame, meaning guilty, are who? Those who oppress people. وَيَبْغُونَ فِي الْأَرْضِ بِغَيْرِ And they tyrannize upon the earth without any right. Meaning they cross limits. يَبْغُونَ They do baghi. Alright, they cross limits in the earth without any right. أُولَٰئِكَ لَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ For them, for such people, is a painful punishment. In this world and also in the hereafter. وَلَمَنْ And surely the person who sabara, He is patient. The one who is patient over the pain and hurt. وَغَفَرَ And he also forgives. Meaning he excuses the wrong that was done to him and he does not take revenge. Allah says, إِنَّ ذَلِكَ Indeed that is لَمِن Surely from عَزْمِ umur. عَزْم What does عَزْم mean? Determination. Resolve. Firm resolve. And al-umur, plural of the word, amr, matter. So it is from عَزْمِ umur. What does it mean by that? Azm over here gives a meaning of ma'zumat. Meaning that which requires azm. That which necessitates firm resolve. Alright? So what this means is lamin azmil umur that being patient and forgiving is of those matters that require 
determination and firm resolve. Meaning without firm resolve, you cannot be patient and you cannot forgive. What we think is that, you know, patience and forgiveness, it should just come naturally. Right? It should just come naturally. And if that patience is not coming, if that forgiveness is not coming, then you know what? Maybe I'm not meant to be forgiving and patient. I lack that quality of patience. What do we see in this ayah? Patience is something that has to be brought. You understand? Because it requires resolve. It is brought. It is a conscious effort. It is a deliberate effort. إِنَّ ذَلِكَ لَمِنْ عَزْمِ الْأُمُورِ And notice over here, sabr comes first and then comes forgiveness. Sabara وَغَفَرَ You cannot forgive without patience. Patience comes first and forgiveness follows. Right? Now, yesterday somebody says something horrible to you and you're like, okay, I'm not going to respond and whatnot. But then what happens? You're still hurt in your heart. Right? So what happens is that if you keep those wounds alive in the sense that you keep thinking about them, right, and you keep refreshing the pain, you'll never get over it. A wound, does it take time to heal? Does it take time to heal? Sometimes a long time. Not just a day or two, but weeks. Isn't it? Certain injuries, they're such that they take months to heal. So when you are choosing to forgive someone, firstly, allow yourself some time. Allow yourself time to heal. Time to calm down. Time to relax. And this is the reason why we have been encouraged that when you're angry and you're controlling your anger, what should you do? What should you do? Make wudu. If you're standing up, then sit down. Leave. Go somewhere else. Isn't it? Avoid. Why? Because give time to yourself. Isn't it? So that's the first thing. Secondly, when the wound is healing, if you keep picking at it, is it going to heal? Is it going to heal? No. If you've got an injury and you keep thinking about it, and you don't busy yourself in something else, is your wound, is your injury going to hurt you more? Yes. Somebody I know got seriously injured all right, recently and two, three days they were extremely busy. Right, constantly, morning to night, busy, busy, busy. The whole time I didn't hear anything. Oh, I'm hurt, I'm hurt, it's hurting, it's hurting, nothing. All right. Then they were free, they had nothing to do, the weekend came. And what happened? I'm hurting, it's too much. I'm... This is normal. It happens when you don't busy yourself in important things. If you don't occupy yourself with important things, and what will happen? Little, little things will bother you. They will bother you. So then, if you choose to be patient and forgive, what do you have to do then? What do you have to do? Somebody said something nasty, please don't replay it in your head. Okay? Don't repeat it in your head. And don't talk about it. If you're choosing to forgive, then do what is necessary for forgiveness. And what is that? Don't keep repeating it. Don't keep talking about it. Don't write it. And don't go on sharing with the whole world. This person said this to me. She said this to me. She said that to me. No. If you're choosing to forgive, then don't look at it anymore. Try to forget it. Treat it as that extra information 
that you choose to overlook and ignore. You know when you have those 30 pages of readings to do, then what do you do? Do you read every single word? What do you do? You just highlight all the important things, skim through, right? And you ignore the rest. That's what you have to do. So, وَلَمَنْ صَبَرَ وَغَفَرَ إِنَّ ذَلِكَ لَمِنْ عَزْمِ الْأُمُورِ Recitation. وَلَمَنِ انْتَصَرَ بَعْدَ ظُلْمِهِ فَأُولَئِكَ مَا عَلَيْهِمْ مِنْ سَبِيلٍ إِنَّمَا السَّبِيلُ عَلَى الَّذِينَ يَظْلِمُونَ النَّاسَ وَيَبْغُونَ فِي الْأَرْضِ بِغَيْرِ الْحَقِّ أُولَئِكَ لَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ وَلَمَنْ صَبَرَ وَغَفَرَ إِنَّ ذَلِكَ لَمِنْ عَزْمِ الْأُمُورِ